I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, is there a better sound in rugby league than life at the outpost after a huge Cowboys win? Can you believe it, Cowboys? We were pillar to post, like vilified because we hadn't beat anyone good, and then we turn up and absolutely flog Parramatta Eels. It's JT here for the weekend wrap for round eight. I won't, I won't bang on too much about the Cowboys, but how good was it? It's so nice to finally be supporting a side that I can be proud of. I've been on this podcast since maybe. I think 2018 was my debut there. We have not made the finals since then. I've copped it, uh, as the Cowboys have, as I said, from pillar to post. But finally, nice to be on the pod. And, uh, yeah, not just a meme team anymore. We are, uh, yeah, maybe just the real deal. Very, very early in the NRL year. Anyhow, let's get on with it. Round eight for Supercoach. It was a little bit more back to the drawing board for a couple of... uh, Bigger trade-in targets for this week. So, uh, I don't know. I I've, think I've ruined a couple of guys. Dave Fafita and uh, CSE for Talakai. I apologize to owners out there, but I brought both of those guys in over the last couple of weeks, and they've gone to absolute shit. So, anyway, apologies for anyone who may have owned them for longer than I have. But, yeah, not great reading there. But beyond that, uh, I've leveled it out. I had one head-to-head league win out of 30 over the last three weeks, I slipped from 1.5k to 40,000. I've managed to wrangle up an 1100 plus prior to updates today. So hoping that that uh, can make sure that the blood stops bleeding out. It was a, it's a pretty nasty fall, but uh, regardless, looking around, it looks to be anywhere between like that 1000 to 1200 range is, is basically where most people have landed. Uh, some of the guys just not kicking on as we expected them to this week. We'll get into all that and more as we gear up into the round eight rap pod. Uh, rocker flopper shocker trade foul of the week, injuries, suspension news, and then we'll go game by game. So let's get into it. How about we start with the rocker of the week? There you go. Hashtag triple M. Uh, rocker of the week, Xavier Coates. This is a name I didn't think, well, I didn't want to see in this list here. I jettisoned him two weeks ago, and I think after that he's gone 100-plus in both games here. But for the for the Storm, he went absolutely ballistic this afternoon. Most of his damage in the first half, it has to be said. But, uh, yeah, 115 points prior to updates there. Huge game for Xavier Coates. Massive uh, for the Storm as well, 50 points against the poor old hapless Knights, and they've got the Cowboys next week. Jeez, it doesn't get any easier for the old uh, Newcastle boys. But Xavier Coates, I think he was one of those guys that we brought in, well, I brought in a couple of, uh, maybe a month ago, and I thought, you know, 
just got to ride out the wave, ride out the wave. He will get 20s. He'll then get 100 plus. And that's exactly what he's done here. Unfortunately, I got uh, itchy feet and got rid of him prior to these 100 plus. But anyway, that, that, that happens. He'll play Origin, so we'll miss the all-important buy round. So good to see for Xavier Coates. He is our rocker of the week. Let's move to the flopper. Yeah, there you go. Didn't get the full soundbite there. But flopper, jeez. Thank God for this too. Mitch Moses, eight points against the mighty Cowboys. Uh, he was absolutely nowhere to be seen on Saturday night. Uh, I have not seen, like you think about the genuine gun halfbacks of our competition and uh, Mitch Moses, in a in the time that Parramatta needed him, absolutely nowhere to be seen. Uh, all the good things done through the Fords, if anything, uh, the likes of King Gutho, even Dylan Brown being shunted out to the centres, albeit because the Parramatta Eels are very depleted in the outside backs. You'd think a guy like Mitch Moses should step up, but couldn't even kick the solitary kick at goal that he had. So unfortunately for any Moses owners out there, you would have penciled in the game against the Cowboys as a game where he would have gone large. Unfortunately, not to be. So Mitch Moses, eight points. That will see his price tag crumbling before your very eyes over the next few weeks. But I'm sure it won't be the last halfback that the Cowboys take to task. Let's go to the shocker of the week. Oh, did you see that? Did you see? Oh, did you see that? Yeah, gone twice. Did you see Scotty Drinkwater? Hey, how about him? 113 points. Now has scores of 94, 43, and 102 as well as this uh, 113. He's got his spot one seemingly over uh, Hamizo, the hammer. Uh, Hamizo was sort of eased back into it, I guess you'd say, off the bench on Saturday night. But Drinky has been at heart at bit, uh, fullback for the last four or so weeks and killing it so far. Very questionable defensive tactics and and. I guess tackles on his first night out against the Warriors. But after that, uh, Coach is giving him huge credit for the defensive capabilities that he's got. Uh, you can just see him like poking his head in at the line. A lot of, uh, well, it was a couple of tries very late in the game that bumped that score up. But 113 for Drinky. Uh, if you're playing draft or anything like that, this is a guy, if he can nail down that fullback spot that you really want in your side. So uh, great to see as a Cowboys fan. Loved watching him there. Um, the hammer, he was a little bit underdone on return, so the coach actually admitted that after the game, so he pulled up a little bit lame, but uh, looks to be that uh, the drinky has got that fullback spot for the foreseeable future. So anyone that's looking at him for draft or even for, uh, well, we play the round 13 bye week, so drinky could be a very big smoky play. Let's get into the trade fail of the week. Mwah. Mwah. Very creative with that soundbite, aren't I? Uh, trade fail of the week. Actually, this one goes out to Michael Carroll, who uh, tweeted us on the weekend. So, Carl Lawton, negative 13 points. So, a lot's been said and, uh, yeah, repeated ad nauseum in the media about that tackle, but nasty little one there on um, Cam Murray over the Friday night game. But negative 13 points sent off very, very early on. Uh, Manly were in no shape to, uh, I guess, fight back from that there. But negative 13, I think that takes the cake as the worst supercoach score we have ever seen. So normally you get a send-off or a sin bin or anything like that and have at least made a few tackles or, or you know, thereabouts, hit-ups, that kind of thing. But Carl Lawton, 
uh, negative 13 points. I think that's the record. And if you look through, he actually had a decent couple of weeks leading into this game. And unfortunately, that meant that some super coaches out there decided to trade him in. Uh, Mitch Moses, he was the trade fail of the week, or sorry, the uh, flopper of the week. People, I think eight of them traded uh, Lawton in for Moses. So you would take Moses's eight points over the negative 13. But beyond that, a host of other trades there. I think about 100 all up for poor old Carl Lawton. Um, Brad Schneider was was top there as well. I think 20 or so. Um, Schneider actually got a decent upgrade, which we'll get into. But geez, if you brought in Carl Lawton, horrible site for your, uh, yeah, Via Friday night was not ideal, but trade failed the fail of the week. Anyone that brought in Perold Lawton. All right, let's get into the injury suspension and HIA news. Just caught up on this one, actually. There's a, a fair bit to get through, but um, had a big day out, actually, a few birthday celebrations. A big weekend was had. I was actually at... Uh, a dinner with the better half and uh, one of our close mates and obviously no TVs in sight because the better half picked where we were going to dinner, but Italian restaurant. And uh, yeah, really uh, had to continuously consult the phone and was doing some fist pumps. Might have let a uh, F yeah get, uh, get going. I think I might have even dropped to see you next Tuesday as well, but really... Um, it's been a uh, it's been a busy weekend. Unfortunately, haven't been able to catch up with a lot of the footy that I wanted to. But Saturday night, uh, shout out there, really, uh, really. I'm sure I lit the uh, lit the place on fire. Let's get into it. The injury and suspension news. So Payne Haas, big one here. Shoulder concern leading into this game. We knew it was a pain management kind of thing. He uh, clutched at it and didn't play a hell of a lot of minutes after this. So it's a watch this space at this stage. So. Uh, seemingly able to get by with the uh, injections and, and pain management kind of thing, but uh, would really like to see him get back out on the field. But, geez, he doesn't look in a good way. Uh, if you watched him, like, yes, it, it looks a very, very painful thing and something that he could play on with. But uh, even then, you want Payne Haas at his absolute best. So no clue just yet on what Kevy Walters and the rest of the Broncos will do with Payne Haas. But, geez, he uh, did not look good on a Thursday night. Day for feet of the next one, uh, the, the only other one I've got here, MCL injury of the knee. Three to six weeks, so horrible news for Dave Fafita owners. Again, I've cursed you because I brought him in two weeks ago. He's done nothing. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for Fafita. He's gearing up for origin, and that three to six-week time frame basically rules him out as a super coach option, you would have to say, given the price tag he's got and the pedigree and all that kind of thing. And the fact he's likely now to miss so many weeks of footy, he'd be a very brave super coach to Super coach to keep him around. So I think a lot of people will be getting rid of him. HIAs, uh, Paddy Herbert, Phoenix Crossland, they both left in the last 15 minutes of their respective games. And Swaso Su, Poral Knights, cannot take a trick. He left very, very early on, I think four minutes into it. Suspension news, uh, nothing out of today's games, but for the rest of the weekend, Jack Whiten, Poral Gratis, he's been their best uh, two to three weeks. He is likely to sit out for with that nasty looking. Uh, spear tackle. Billy Sikrikas for the for the Bulldogs, the mighty Bulldogs getting the win. How good. One week for him. Carl uh, Lawton, the as we talked about, the trade fail of the week, four to five weeks. So there you go. Jack Whiten's was uh, basically half the severity of Lawton. So let you uh, digest that one. All right, let's get into the game by games. 
Brisbane and the Sharks. This was a shock result in the end, but Brisbane played quite well. Sharks probably saved their worst game for this one. But uh, Tony Staggs, he was uh, the whole week leading up to this was Staggs v Talakai. And in the end, you've got to say on points and on knockout, on everything, every uh, basically metric that you can find, Tony Staggs won this one. 82 points, another huge game for him. Um, Talakai actually only ended up with 36 so he had a bit of a downgrade post the game there. I thought he had a line break that maybe was owed to him, but not uh, not to be. Anyhow, Katoni uh, Staggs, any owners that have stuck strong with him so far have been absolutely rewarded. But that uh, the fend he put on there and uh, the pace that he showed to get around Talakai for that try. Uh, if we're talking about origin um, auditions, I think you've got to say that Katoni Staggs won out, which isn't great news for his super coach and longevity, but... Uh, maybe better news for Talakai, so lining in the sand kind of thing. Uh, Nico Hines, very, very quiet, somehow ended up with eight, uh, 68. So I don't own him, and I just continually watch his scores get uh, the, the clock ticking over for him. Uh, did not do a hell of a lot out there. His second half was very poor, uh, but somehow got 68. So in a, in a season where uh, a guy like Nico Hines has killed it so far, in what you would call a down game, a 68 is a very handy scoreline for him. So well done to owners. Um, outside of that, the Sharks' backline, very, very quiet. We've talked about them a few weeks in a row now with uh, the likes of uh, who you got there, Katoa, um, Jesse Ramian there, um, Mulatalo, those sort of guys getting, and obviously Talakai, uh, getting hugely involved in this uh, game against the Broncos that were very, very quiet. The top score out of those guys was 52 for Ramian, who looked damaging, I guess, at, at certain stages of that game, but otherwise uh, very poor showing by the Sharkies. They must bounce back next week. Uh, as we said, Payne Haas, troubled by the shoulder all night, could only get 48. So again, not an absolute disaster by uh, you know any stretch, but still for Payne Haas, he's the absolute linchpin of that Broncos pack. And without him, uh, yeah, they're going to need to find some minutes somewhere. Minutes watch, uh, Payne Haas, as we said, 54. And Jordan Rickey, guy I'm keeping an eye on. He's dropped a ton of cash over the first few rounds, but he played 80. Uh, a couple of errors in his game, pretty costly ones, but uh, 80 minutes on the second row is not the worst stretch at all. Titans and Panthers, very interesting game, actually. First half, the Titans went into the Sheds 4-0 up, and, of course, that meant Nathan Cleary did nothing. Uh, I was crowing because I don't own him. He was on about nine points, I think it was. Uh, Nothing much doing at all for him or the Panthers. Went into the Sheds, came back out, and absolutely uh, carved up in the space of about 10 minutes, put on maybe 60, 70 points, finished with the try assist for Jerome Luai as well. So Nathan Cleary... Went to a bit, yeah, less than 10 at half time, kicked on to finish on 88. So huge performance by him. Uh, we did expect the Panthers would run away with this. So potentially, I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it, but I would say that's a bit unders for where we expected a guy like Nathan Cleary to finish up. But uh, given, you know, the disaster that his first half was, owners will be absolutely breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, Billy Kickout, we, he's had a bit of a tough run of late. He's not been ideal. Uh, every time he plays 18 minutes, he seems to score poorly. Uh, this game, he scored the uh, third highest in the game, 66, including a try assist, and only played 70 minutes. So there really is something to that uh, early 
breather for Billy Kikau, but a couple of decent scores in a row for him now. So keep an eye on him. Don't forget about him as we gear up to origin. Dave Fafida, as we mentioned, a huge talking point. So was bumped to the bench. Kevin Proctor came on and ran for, I think, four metres. So, you know, he was played at centre last week to try and shake things up. That didn't work. Let's move him to the bench. That hasn't worked. Unfortunately, he's come out of this game with an injury. So horrible stuff for Dave Fafida. Just as we thought he was uh, finally getting a bit of uh, bit of run under the belt, but uh, not to be. Um, yeah, Kevin Proctor, geez, four metres, my God. Um, yeah, who knows when he will be back, three to six weeks as we spoke about. But I think in this day and age with the trade volume that we have, you've got to get rid of him. Um, outside of that, Tago and May for the Panthers were okay, I guess, 50 and 39 respectively. They both play round 13, so it's a poor score and they will drop some cash, but you've really got to consider that all-important bye week. Souths and Manly, very interesting game, obviously, with Carl Lawton going off so early. You just thought the Bunnies will run away with this, but they didn't until the very end. I thought Manly were very good to hang in this one, uh, which makes the Corker, Cody Walker return 99 points. It's an interesting one. I brought him in this week, but I don't know how to judge this one. Uh, Against 12 men, obviously the spaces are going to be a little more open than they would normally be. And I don't know, it's it's, it's hard to judge. If he was coming up against a 13-man manly side, where did he land? But uh, 99 points, you can't argue with results. Uh, Very happy with that trade-in. Cam Murray, big stint. Uh, thankfully, no injury coming out of that Lawton tackle, so played on basically the rest of the game. Uh, so very good to see from him. I think he's almost a must-have at that second-row spot. So I think so far this year he's been the most consistent there. He gets a lot of minutes, a lot of involvement there. Thankfully, I was, I was a bit nervous watching him as an owner early doors because he was shuffling the ball on sort of gerbo-like in that early uh, early couple of rounds but thankfully has played on and, and scored pretty well over the last few months. Tuipilotu uh, Christian Tuipilotu hit 74 he was downgraded post game uh, I think they took a line break assist maybe a line break off of him but uh, a lot of runs in, in that space so he has uh, he's going for his second price rise this week so had a had one last week for about 30 grand he'll hit about maybe 270, 280k but the big question for him is just where he sits in this rotation with Turbo back, well, I guess from next week potentially, if the uh, the mail is to be believed. So just where he sits in that side is the question mark, and whether he's got a few more price rises in him would be interesting to see. And Cooler, Tavita Cooler, he was the uh, I guess more popular option there. He's uh, twelve runs and negative five in errors, so unfortunately didn't get a lot going for him on the night there. Finished with around thirty. Uh, yeah, the big question is who makes way for Turbo? So you think a guy like Jason Saab not set the world on fire at all, uh, scored 26 in this game here, soon to be, I guess, less than 200K. So do they shuffle a few things around to move Jason Saab out? But I thought Tui Pilotu in the uh, the grand scheme of things did a lot right in this one. So hoping as an owner that uh, Des saw that and keeps him around. For the Bunnies, uh, Joe Arrow, not much doing. Uh, he did play the full game, so got 48 with that pretty much all in base. So, um, yeah, he's been, a, I guess, a bit up and down, had that facial injury a couple of weeks ago, but this game 
yeah, uh, I thought uh, could have capitalised a little bit more, but uh, not to be 48. Blake Taff, huge result for him and owners there were 66 in, well, a very, very late try. I think it was 79th minute. Uh, he got over for himself, so scored a line break and a try in that one there. So very handy for owners. Um, Isaiah Tass got a try and an assist for an 84. So another interesting one here because we just don't know where he's going to sit. He's there as a stopgap option for the time being, but uh, only played his second game this weekend, so his price won't rise until he plays again. But, uh, yeah, if he's back next week, you've got to wonder, uh, is he worth a shout? Only risk is he has played off the bench before. So if he uh, if he does get a spot and it's off the bench, you've got to wonder whether that price uh, rise will continue. But uh, great result anyway for Isaiah Tass and another downgrade option to consider for owners. And finally, Joshy Schuster, uh, very, I guess, well, not very good, but a handy uh, return for him. He scored 55 points, looked pretty good in his stint back there. He's obviously been out a very long time. So he's a guy that I'm keenly keeping an eye on because he's that dual flexibility, 5'8", second row. So I think a, a guy like him will go gangbusters in the right sort of frame. So if he gets a guy like Turbo, we saw what that, uh, that did to him last year. So uh, good to see for, for Schuster. He's wasted no time at all getting back in and amongst things. Uh, for the minutes watch, uh, Cam Murray, 72, Arrow, 80, as we said, just a 69, so a huge stint for him. And Benny Trebojevic, the big Burbo, 32 points. All right, 32 minutes. Let's take a quick break, get back into the rest of the Saturday-Sunday game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Who indeed, the Saturday games kicked off with the Warriors and the Raiders. And this one was a little bit interesting because uh, Ewan Aitken, he was in the uh, the Twitter sphere, was battling a calf injury leading into this game. Had a few people either turfing him or just uh, reconsidering their reserve plans. But thankfully for owners and people who stuck the faith, he put on 101 points. So set up a try, scored one of his own in the second half. Uh, huge stint from him. So great to see from you and Aiken. He's been, a, I guess he's been flat, I think you would describe him as, but for a guy that you can park at your centre wing, I think he's been delivering exactly what you need out of a guy like him. A very solid floor. So great to see for you and Aiken finally getting the attacking stats he deserved. The next best actually for the Warriors was uh, Matty Lodge, the uh, yeah, New York's finest with 53 uh, he should get more points for lying down for the uh, game-winning penalty goal, but there you go. 
53 for the, the Warriors, and yeah, it just goes to show you and Aiken, one-man show. Brad Schneider did receive some love with a late try-assist, line-break assist upgrade, so had a lot of try contributions by the time this game was put to bed and not a lot of base. So as an owner and a guy that played him, was really banking on them giving that uh, pass to Jack White and a try-assist, but before that... Not a lot of, not a lot doing. I think he finished with maybe six tackles or something like that. He was very uninvolved. A couple of errors as well. The crucial one that led to the, uh, the Warriors kicking the goal and taking it to Golden Point as well. So if it wasn't for, uh, Jack Whiten being suspended potentially, you've got to think like Brad Schneider might not be long for the, uh, the Raiders or Supercoach or NRL world. So, but, uh, 40 odd points, you'll take that to the bank every day of the week for a guy of his stature. Uh, and Jazz Tavanga, a guy that I actually brought in for draft, he couldn't capitalize on a starting lock spot. He just scored 41 uh, out of 46 minutes, including the golden point stint. So a guy that normally benefits from that kind of uh, that kind of run. So whenever there's no Torhu, uh, whenever there's no current, this guy normally steps up and you know, goes to town. But, geez, 41 points, not a huge stint at all. Biggest upset of the round, Dogs v Roosters. Dogs getting the job done. Good to see for Trent Barrett, although all the talk is now about how good Phil Gould is. So cannot win, cannot win despite actually winning. Uh, Teddy, James Tedesco bounced back with a huge 94. He was, I think, 100 or so prior to updates, but they've downgraded him. Classic. Uh, try and nine busts, two offloads, 22 hit-ups. So again, not uh, not a, you know absolutely earth-shattering, ceiling-breaking kind of performance, but just classic James Tedesco stuff. We did think against the Dogs, these are the sort of games and results that he should be seeing. So 94, not huge, and it's not going to, you know, you're not going to be crowing having kept him around, and, and as I have uh, played him this week, didn't captain him, but um, just goes to show that, you know, if the Roosters were to bounce back down the track, they're you know pretty dreadful slump at the moment. A guy like Tedesco is uh, surely going to be front and centre, so good to see for him. Angus Crichton uh, did battle it out with Nat Butcher for a few weeks, trying to work out that uh, second row starting spot, but he's now nailed it down. Uh, 80 points for him. Could be a very interesting buy if he doesn't make origin. I think his form is pretty flat at the moment, so whether or not um, Brad Fittler goes with him would be a very interesting call for Supercoach. I think uh, he won't play that round 13 bye week i think the roosters will play 17 so uh, yeah if you're looking for a number for in your second row it could be a decent shout if he doesn't make the side uh before this game he actually had five games out of seven below 50 points so i talked about um cody walker being a bit of a fallen gun angus Crichton helped well, basically the same you think about the his pedigree in this game and what he can do we know exactly what he can do he's an offloader he's a tackle buster but, yeah, just not getting the job done until today or till uh, Saturday night against the Dogs. So there you go. Keep Angus Crichton in mind. Maxi King, I actually traded him. In, well, not traded. I played him over Ruben Cotter this weekend. I thought the starting, starting lock spot that King had would uh, lead to a little bit more points, 44 in the end. So it took about a 30-point shave courtesy of that move. Classic JT. Um, very handy though. Unfortunately, not a huge uptick in minutes, but again, I think he's absolutely doing his job. TPJ, Pango Jr., 54 points, just two offloads. So Roosters kept him relatively in check. He was a guy that I'm considering. You think about your second front row forward outside of Payne Haas. You've got 
Isaiah Papali'i, Jason Talmalolo with that dual flexibility now. And a guy like Pangai Jr., I think so much upside to him and will play that 13-week. But, uh, yeah, I would have thought a little bit more from him would be needed here. But uh, safe to say his uh, compatriots, his colleagues didn't go as big anyway. So there you go. Not a, uh, not a terrible week by his standards. Justice Suwali, um, wasn't that what an absolute clown at the end of that game there, trying to feed it to the dogs and got a try overturned. He deserved that one. 45 points for him. Nice handy boost to his price. But, geez, the ego will take a little bit of a hit. Having uh, gone off a little bit early there, got one try off a kick. So would have had a you know 70-80 if he had have got that try given at the death, but went the, uh, the foot into touch. Joey Manu, uh, who gave him that try, well, the no try, has gone 118, 104, 27, 100, and now 27 again. So a little bit up and down there. We know Manu can do that, but geez, again, that one play could have meant a hell of a lot of difference to that final score. Minutes-wise, Pango Jr., 75, and Max King, 41. A little bit disappointing. The big game of the round, Eels and Cowboys. Well, it's a strange one. A lot of Eels fans coming out after this one saying that uh, why did they take it to Darwin? The Cowboys train in Townsville, a hot and humid climate, so why give them the added benefit? But uh, 35 to 4. There you go. I don't think it was all of the weather champions. In a well-beaten side, Isaiah Papali somehow scraped together 60. So I watched the replay of this one, as I said, out to dinner, so I didn't get the uh, the full brunt. But Isaiah Papali, he did nothing out there. He barely got the ball, as a lot of Parramatta players didn't. Somehow scraped together 60. I mean, this guy's on another level. We thought, uh, you know, he might regress a little bit having signed elsewhere. And, uh, you know, just the way he killed it last season had downgrade or regression written all over it but 60 points I mean you are absolutely taking that to the bank and running so Isaiah Papali a couple of offloads in there a few busts but really outside of that could have been a hell of a lot more if they had some more attacking plays but uh, well done to IPAP owners Penasini another one who also similarly to IPAP was not a hell of a lot uh, well didn't get a lot of attacking stats obviously very involved, though, I think, in, in terms of his running game. So often shifted the ball to him. He beat the first man, that kind of thing. So got a few busts, a few offloads, uh, scored 55. So handy enough play if you did go that route. And for the Cowboys, uh, well, Ruben Cotter, as I said, I traded him out, well, switched him, I should say, for Max King prior to this game. I thought Kingy in the starting lock jersey might have led a led to a little bit more points but Ruben Cotter all the accolades after this game here 80 minutes uh 50 plus tackles I don't think he missed one um huge involvement in the hit up front as well so a couple of busts to him as as well so around the full 80 um 75 points in the end so huge performance by him he had a, a couple of quiet weeks leading up to this one, so hopefully you have uh, you know stuck the faith and kept a hold of him. But for a guy like Chris Randall for the Knights, he could be a very handy trade-in. We'll play round 13. So Ruben Cotter, uh, yep, absolute champion. Uh, Mitch Moses, as we said, huge flop, eight points, no point talking about him. Jason Tamalolo, big game. Uh, we saw that big run at the end that led to a try, just 64 supercoach points. So you think a guy like Tamalolo, when he runs for that, 150, 200 meter plus, and uh, obviously contributed to that try there. You'd think uh, he would generate a little bit more love from the Supercoach gods and the scorers there, but 60, 64. I mean, it's not huge, but again, 
Uh, outscored is the likes of uh, IPAP and TPJ Fangai Jr. this week. So might just be worth considering. But, uh, yeah, looks a little bit to me like he's getting back to that, uh, well, pre-2021 form. Minutes watch, Matto, Ryan Madison, 55 off the bench. So I thought he was one of the Eels' best and looked the only one that really looked to spark things. So maybe he gets an uptick going forward. Penehiku, this was an interesting one. I own him still. I didn't play him, but taken off 15 minutes uh, to go in the game to bring on the hammer, uh, Tabuai Fado. So he actually got uh, brought on to replace Perehiku. You know, it's a, as a starting center, you don't often see them getting subbed uh, for no injury or whatever related reason, but there you go. Um, not sure whether that's going to be how they run things going forward, but uh, yeah, not great news for Hiku. Lolo, 58, and Cotter, 80 minutes, as we said, the full game. What a performance. Sunday games here, Knights and Storm. Well, this was a disaster of a watch. If you are you know, a Knights fan, poor old Lakey. Um, Matty West actually shout out got to the uh, got to the game. Not a Knights fan of his uh, you know own doing, but there you go. Got to uh, watch this absolute demolition in the cold hard flesh. But there you go, fifty points to two, I think it was. Um, only one Knight scored above forty three points, and that was Dave Clemmer sixty nine Lel in sixty four minutes. So a pretty big stint from him. But outside of that, absolutely nothing doing for the poor old Newcastle boys. All the storm in this one. So you think about. How many Storm players you own, I don't know, double it, because that seems to be where things are landing so far in 2022. Uh, three of them scored above 100 points, so Olam, Coates, and Meany. A uh, host of other big guns scoring well as well. Harry Grant, 96, Munster, 83, was saved by a bit of a late try. So Munster had a very quiet first half. I think he was on 18 or so, uh, but ended up scoring a try, setting one up, I think, as well in the back end of that one. So good to see for Munster owners. And Pappenhausen, popular caption, captain option in this round. So I think he was 28% versus Cleary for 22, 23, I think. So a lot of people, including myself, had him as captain to round out the round, and he got 74, hopefully a few nice upgrades for him. And Joshy King, 60 points in 63 minutes. So was talked about as being a upgrade option or a guy that you could trade out bank the cash and move on. But I think given those minutes and, you know, the Storm give a lot of players to origin and a guy like Josh King with the motor that he has, I think, I don't know, shoring himself up going forward to be a this still big minute player, big output, no attacking stats really out of this game. So I think Josh King, 60 points, you'll absolutely take that to the bank. Um, and as we've said, we talked about Fangai Jr., 50-odd. Uh, Isaiah Papali got 60. Those are your genuine out-and-out guns, and a guy like Josh King is holding his own in that brigade. So there you go. For me, I'm comfortable keeping him around. Uh, big disappointment, actually, and this one hits a little bit close to home, but Jerome Hughes got 35 points. He was on about that at halftime. Played out the full game. I had to double-check that he was out there, the full thing, full 80, but he was. Um, really, in a 50-point outing, you'd like to think your halfback will get a little bit more than that uh, early try and um, yeah, a couple of runs that he had. But Jerome Hughes, very disappointing. Um, own him over Cleary. Would have loved would have loved him to just bridge that gap a little bit. But there you go. Listen to the Cleary. Uh, truth is for a, a few more weeks. But there you go. Um, pretty much all in that first half. Brady Jones, he was another... He's, well, reasonably popular nights by. So he got 35 through 76 minutes. 
Um, looked a little bit. He had a couple of nice runs there, maybe an offload, but outside of that, he's not burning cash or anything like that, but we'd love to see him kick on a little bit more. Um, in terms of minutes, Harry Grant, early spell for him, 62, and Cam Munster, another early shower, 74. Yeah, ran out of the uh, cheer sound bites. I have to go to smooth guitar. The final game of the round, the most inconsequential I think we've ever seen for Supercoach. Who owns that many dragons? Who owns that many tigers? I don't know. Very inconsequential. As we said, the highest scorer was Lukey Brooks. There you go. Couldn't get the job done for three weeks in a row, but scored 99. So there you go. Hashtag draft. Uh, Kelmatua Lungi went off early again. A horrible luck for him. He just cannot get a full game. Uh, going, but an HIA he thankfully came back from and saw out there were basically 70 odd minutes post that. But again, Tuolangi, he just, he's one of those guys. He looks so dangerous, but just not getting the, uh, not getting the ball, not getting the luck that we'd like to see out of him. But again, a guy you can comfortably park on your non-playing reserves for the near future until that luck turns around. Uh, who else we got? Nofo, actually interesting one here. He scored another good, uh, well, basically another good result for him. 89 and 102 leading into this game. And he got 63 here. No attacking stats, really. No tries or line breaks. So as a winger, huge result. That's nofo of basically pre-2020 kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm keenly keeping an eye on him. I just think the Tigers turned a little bit of a corner, but a guy like uh, nofo, yeah. yeah. Unless they're scoring big, maybe you're not considering him, but geez, uh, if he can get anywhere close to the tackle-busting offloading beast he once was, could be an absolute fallen gun candidate. Alrighty, that's uh, the JT Round 8 wrap. It's been a long weekend. Uh, got a uh, got a day off tomorrow, so pretty keen for that. Playing some golf, uh, a few more beers. So I've had about 700 today, as you can tell. And looking forward to a few more. So Cowboys are getting on up, looking forward to the uh, basically the grand final weekend, last weekend of September. So I'll see you all there. Thank you once again. Hopefully your Supercoach side did well. Anywhere 1,200 plus will see you pretty comfortably green arrowing, I would suspect. So good luck to you all. Catch you next week. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.